Well, good morning. Welcome to Zion Lutheran Church on this All Saints Sunday, the morning we get the opportunity to give God thanks for those who have gone before us, who serve as witnesses to us, and those who are now lifting up their voices with us in praise to the God of glory. Uh, this morning I wanted to share with you uh, first that we got word that Trevor Tremaine, a former member here at Zion, passed away last week. Uh, so keep the Tremaine family and the Gossman family in your prayers this week as they grieve her loss. Uh, also, you'll notice in your bulletin a few announcements. Uh, food drive will continue throughout November. Uh, so please, if you're able, contribute to that food drive. All of that will go to County Line Food Pantry. Uh, so everything you give will stay right in our community. So please give if you're able. Also tonight, we will have our game night here in the Fellowship Hall at 6 o'clock. So come join us uh, to hang out, to play games, to share snacks, uh, and to have a good time. I know you're all well rested after your extra hour of sleep, so look forward to seeing you tonight. Are there other announcements or other prayer requests for the congregation this morning? Right, if not, I'll invite you then to take a moment to quiet your hearts and quiet your minds as we listen to the prelude and prepare to worship. Please stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. 
Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he who is faithful and just will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captives to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Almighty God, you have knit your people together in one communion in the mystical body of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Grant us grace to follow your blessed saints in lives of faith and commitment, and to know the inexpressible joys you have prepared for those who love you. Through Jesus Christ our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Our first reading is from Daniel. 
In the first year of King Belshazzar of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions of his head as he lay in bed. Then he wrote down the dream. I, Daniel, saw in my vision by night the four winds of heaven stirring up the great sea. And four great beasts came up out of the sea, different from one another. As for me, Daniel, my spirit was troubled within me, and the visions of my head terrified me. I approached one of the attendants to ask him the truth concerning this matter. <clears throat> so he said that he would disclose to me the interpretation <clears throat> of this matter. As for these four great beasts, four kings shall rise out of the earth, but the holy ones of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, forever and ever. The word of the Lord. <clears throat> and now we'll read responsibly Psalm 149. Hallelujah. Sing to the Lord a new song, God's praise in the assembly of the faithful. Let them praise their maker's name with dancing. Let them sing praise with tambourine and harp. For the Lord takes pleasure in people and adorns the poor with victory. Let the faithful rejoice in triumph. Let them sing for joy on their beds. Let the praises of God be in their throat and a two-edged sword in their hand. To wreak vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples. To bind their kings in chains and their nobles with places of iron. To inflict on them the judgment decreed. This is glory for all God's faithful ones. Hallelujah. Our second reading is from Ephesians. In Christ we have also obtained an inheritance, having been destined according to the purpose of him who accomplishes all things according to his counsel and will, so that we, who were the first to set our hope on Christ, might live for the praise of his glory. In him you also when you had heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and had believed in him, were marked with the seal of his promised Holy Spirit. This is the pledge of our inheritance toward redemption as God's own people, to the praise of his glory. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints. And for this reason, I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe according to the working of his great power? 
God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above the rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he put all things under his feet and has made him the head over all things for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. The word of the Lord. Gospel according to St. Luke. Then Jesus looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven, for that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. But I say to you that listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If, you, if anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you, and if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. The Gospel of the Lord. I invite you to be seated, and children, I invite you forward. I think just about everyone here probably knows your names. Uh, but will you go ahead and say your name for me? You're Clementine, and you're Magda, you're Magdalene. I was thinking, I wonder, what if we start calling you Saint Clementine? and St. Magdalene. How would you feel about that? How would your mother feel about that? <laughs> well, the truth is, today on All Saints Sunday, we say that it's true that you are saints. You are St. Clementine, and you are St. Magdalene. Now, you're not saints because you guys are so delightful and so good, even though you are. Right? Well, you're not saints because you're the most special kids in the world, even though you might be. But you're saints because of what God promises to you and what he did promise to you when you were baptized. Right? When you were baptized, that's when you became Saint Clementine and you became Saint Magdalene. But this word saint is really important here on All Saints Sunday because saint means friend of God. That's what a saint is. 
A saint is someone who is a friend of God. And so when you were baptized, God promised that you were always going to be his friend. He was always going to be there for you. He was always going to take care of you. He was always going to be your friend. That's what it is to be a saint. It is to be a friend of God. And so today we celebrate all saints, which means we celebrate all the friends of God. Right? All the friends of God who might already be in heaven with him. All of the friends of God who are right here with us now worshiping. And all of the friends of God who are still yet to come, still yet to be born. They're all saints and they're all God's friends. And so together, all of God's friends give him thanks. And so we celebrate that God has made us his friend today. Let me pray. Lord, thank you for making us your friend and making us saints, not because of who we are, but because of what you have done for us. Help us to always give thanks that you are our friend. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, the celebration of all saints in November is really just an Easter celebration that falls in autumn. At Easter, we celebrate the great reversal. We celebrate the reversal of the grip of death. We say and we proclaim and we believe that because Christ has risen, we know that we too will rise. With Christ, we have the assurance that we will be reunited with those who have died in the faith. Yes, Christ has gone first in the resurrection, but on the last day, we will follow. That is all of us, the whole communion of saints. You, me, those in the congregation, the Christians in the world who gather around God's word, and all of those who have gone before us in the faith. We proclaim that death has no final victory over us. All Saints Day continues to celebrate that great reversal of Easter. It acknowledges that though there is a strong wrong in this world, and that so often sin seems powerful in this world, All Saints Day and Easter acknowledge that God is still the ruler. This is why we get the Beatitudes in our gospel for this day. The Beatitudes show us that the world is not as it seems. Because in Christ, the world has been reversed. Christ says to us that in the kingdom of God, the people who are thriving are the poor, the hungry, the mourners, and the hated. But that's not who we celebrate in the world. Our heroes aren't the poor, the hungry, the mourners, and the hated. Our heroes are the strong, the powerful, and the athletic. Right? LeBron James is paid hundreds of millions of dollars not because he is hungry or because he mourns. He is paid and he's adored because he's strong and capable. Elon Musk hasn't become a household name because he is poor, but because he's innovative and rich. And to be clear, I'm not criticizing these people for their skills. But these people become the center of the world's adoration because they have what the world values. The world values money and luxury and convenience and having it all together. And the world values achievement. And we so often project onto these people the idea that a perfect life is to be as successful as they are. Right? That the whole world will make sense to us if we only had enough money, if we had the achievements that they did, if we were as athletic and strong and healthy as they were, 
then we would have it all. And we believe that we can be truly happy if we are only successful by the world's standards. Just look at what such and such famous person has achieved through their efforts. If we had that, how wonderful our life would be. But this is where Jesus pushes back. This is where he reverses the order of the world. Christ says that the life that is blessed doesn't come from worldly achievement. It doesn't come from riches. It's not from being fed with the finest food. Rather, the blessed life is in him. Christ says that you will find the blessed life among the poor, among the hungry, among mourners, and among the hated. And what's he getting at? Because many of us know that being poor, being hungry, are not enjoyable states. Grieving the loss of a loved one is not something we want to experience. We don't want to live lives where we are hated and persecuted and outcast. So let's be clear that Jesus is not telling us that these are states that we are to strive for. In this case, he's not telling us to go live in poverty, to stop eating, to deny ourselves everything. What he is telling us is that we will find spiritual flourishing among those who have learned to depend on nothing but God. That's the great reversal. Our spiritual happiness and our spiritual flourishing come when we are dependent on God. If we believe that money, fame, comfort, and luxury will make us happy people, then we'll find a life that falls short. It's in learning that we are entirely dependent on God that our salvation comes to us. Our reading from Daniel this morning illustrates this in a bit of a different way. Chapter 7 of Daniel is difficult, and it's kind of strange. If you've read the book of Revelation, you'll notice that it's similar in imagery to Revelation. Daniel has a disturbing dream in which four beasts arise from the sea. And so in his dream, the sea represents chaos, and it's likely that the four beasts that he sees represent the four earthly kingdoms that had dominated the people of Israel, the Babylonians, the Medes, the Persians, and the Greeks. And throughout the centuries prior to Daniel being written, these are the kingdoms who forced the Israelites into exile. These are the people who destroyed the temple. These are the armies that massacred women and children. These were the government leaders that attempted to force God's people to worship false gods. These kingdoms seem to have all the power in the world. In the verses that are omitted from the lectionary reading, Daniel sees one like the Son of Man coming from the clouds, and the Son of Man, that is the Messiah, comes and vanquishes these beasts. The Messiah comes and is more powerful than all the kingdoms of the world. And then the Son of Man delivers an everlasting kingdom to the holy ones, that is the saints. To those who remained faithful, the Son of Man hands over his very own kingdom. That's the reversal. Those who had no power in the world, those who had been trampled upon by the kingdoms of the world, are now given as a gift the eternal kingdom. And verse 18 from Daniel 7 has that beautiful promise. But the holy ones of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, forever, and ever. It reminds me of last week as we sang, A mighty fortress is our God, because it ends the same way. God's word forever shall abide, no thanks to foes who fear it. For God himself fights by our side with weapons of the spirit. 
Were they to take our house, goods, honor, child, or spouse, though life be wrenched away, they cannot win the day. The kingdom is ours forever. The kingdom comes to us, and it comes to us not through the worldly ways of power and success. The kingdom comes to us when we are dependent on God. That is to say, when we have faith. So as Christians, we hold dearly to the things which may seem weak in this world. We hold dearly to our dependence on God. We hold dearly not to the power and might of the rulers of this world, but we hold dearly to the power and might of God. And St. Paul tells us that the power and might of God are seen at the cross of Christ. And so we dearly hold to the cross of Christ in which the Son of God bears the sins of the whole world. As Christians, we say that's where true strength is found. And that's the reversal of the world. The origins of All Saints Day as a festival day were actually in the fourth century in Syria. And so All Saints Day was originally a celebration of all the martyrs of church history. It celebrated those who held on to their confession of faith even unto death. For the early church, these martyrs were the great heroes of the faith. It was said that their blood was the seed from which the church grew. These were the souls who showed that they were entirely dependent on God, up and against the power of an empire that tried to force them to worship idols. These martyrs gave up their lives because they trusted in God alone. And so the martyrs were embodiments of the great reversal that Christ has won for us through his death and resurrection. And the weakness of the martyrs and their dependence, they show us God's power. They revealed that their one and only hope was that God would raise them from the grave, and so they faced death with hope. For the one power that the world held against them was made weak. Their persecutors threatened to kill their bodies, and the martyrs held on because they were dependent on God and because they knew Christ had defeated death. And so likewise, this morning is a kind of Easter celebration. It's a celebration that the powers of the world are defeated. What remains for us is life in Christ. It's a time where we can confess that those who have gone before us, those who have died in the faith, are not gone, but they're celebrating with us. They celebrate because now they live in the blessed state in which they are truly and entirely dependent on God. They no longer have to contend with the false powers of this world because they know only the victory of Christ. As for all the saints says, O blessed communion, fellowship divine, we feebly struggle, they in glory shine. Yet all are one in three, for all are thine. Alleluia, alleluia. That's our confession this morning, that our true power is in Christ alone. And as we face grief, as we mourn, as we face the realities of death, we hold on to the one hope that we have. That is in Christ. That is his victory. Because in him, we are victorious. Alleluia. Amen.
together with the whole communion of saints, let us stand and confess our faith together. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, the eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten of God, United with the saints of every time and place, let us pray for the church, those in need, and all the people of God. Almighty God, in your great love and forgiveness through the death, resurrection, and ascension of your Son, you call us your saints. Direct us now in your way of servanthood so that the whole world will know your word. Lord, in your mercy. We give thanks for all of the saints who have gone before us. For Donna. For Mike. For Carolyn. For Donald. For Greg. For Hunter. For Nancy, for Jean, for Terry, for Wendell, through their faithful witness, we continue to set our hope on Christ Jesus. Keep us in fellowship with them through your Son so that we may join them in praise of you on the day of our resurrection. Lord, in your mercy. God of all nations, you raise up leaders to govern the nations. Give us clear vision and a spirit of wisdom in the upcoming election and empower the newly elected to work for justice and harmony in our country. Lord, in your mercy. O oh God, you are our rock and fortress in our distress. Hear our prayers for those who are sick, suffering, or recovering from illness or injury, especially Steve, Owen, Tom, Tana, Phil, Judy, Marilyn, 
Marsha, Nancy, Rose, Tony, Carolyn, Alan, and Walker. Lord, in your mercy. Grant that all who are nourished by the holy body and blood of your Son may be raised to immortality and incorruption to be seated with him at your heavenly banquet on the last day. Lord, in your mercy. Eternal Father, though death still claims our mortal bodies, you have raised up Christ, that we may pass through death to our own joyful resurrection and to the great reunion with those who have died in him and now rest from their labors. Receive again our thanks for all of the saints and for their witness, and hear us on behalf of those who mourn the loss of those they love. Bring us at last to the place of everlasting light and life, that we may see you face to face and live in your presence forevermore. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And now the peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us pray. God of all creation, all you have made is good, and your love endures forever. You bring forth bread from the earth and fruit from the vine. Nourish us with these gifts that we might be for the world signs of your gracious presence. In Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right 
It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful Father, through our Savior Jesus Christ. By the witness of the saints, you show us the hope of our calling and strengthen us to run the race set before us, that we may delight in your mercy and rejoice with them in glory. And so with all the saints, with the choirs of angels and the host of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. You are indeed holy, almighty, and merciful God. You are most holy, and great is the majesty of your glory. You so love the world that you gave your only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but have eternal life. We give you thanks for his coming into the world to fulfill for us your holy will, and to accomplish all things for our salvation. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood, shed for you, for all people, for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. For as often as we eat of this bread and drink from this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Remembering, therefore, his solitary command, his life-giving passion and death, his glorious resurrection and ascension, and the promise of his coming again, we give thanks to you, O Lord God Almighty, not as we ought, but as we are able. We ask you mercifully to accept our praise and thanksgiving, and with your word and Holy Spirit to bless us, your servants, and these your own gifts of bread and wine, so that we and all those who share in the body and blood of Christ may be filled with the heavenly blessing of grace and receiving the forgiveness of sin, may be formed to live as your holy people and be given our inheritance with all of your saints. To you, O God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be all honor and glory in your holy church, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Thanks be to God.
congregation, please stand. Let us pray. We give you thanks, almighty God, that you have refreshed us through the healing power of this gift of life. In your mercy, strengthen us through this gift in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.
of the Lord. Thank you. 